Over 250 years ago, our founding fathers set forth on this continent to create a new nation conceived in liberty and the dedication that all men and women are created equal. And as we move forward into the future, we find that people that we put in charge are attempting to take those freedoms away. This is Don't Tread on America. How's it going today? It is Sunday, August 29, 2021. And it is me, Don, with you here today on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. <clears throat> Had a very uh, busy day today so far. I know it's uh, still early in the day, but I've uh, accomplished a lot of things today. Uh, spent a good two and a half hours at the gym and... Um, then did a little yard work and uh, ate a little lunch. And now uh, I'm here with you guys, so uh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, on a serious note, um, there is a lot of things going on today, and there's a lot of things I could bitch about and complain about as far as uh, Joseph R. McGillicuddy, Dipshit McGee, as we like to refer to him here on the show. Um but I did actually have a subject today I wanted to um, talk about. I think what I'm going to do as far as the Afghanistan stuff that is going on, um, I'm just going to hold off on commenting on that. Uh, obviously, a lot of people are talking about it. Uh, you can't turn on a news uh, channel without um, someone uh, talking about it. So we'll uh, we'll we'll re you know refrain from. Uh, from that, for now, I want to wait and see what else comes about. Uh, I think there's a lot more to this story to be wrote. So we'll just hold off on uh, comments on our end and, and see. You know, because a lot of people call for his his uh, resignations, uh, 25th Amendments, uh, impeachments. I can tell you right now, I don't see any of that happening anytime soon. I think of, of the three options... The, the most likely option would be for him to uh, for them to uh, do the 25th Amendment. I don't see him resigning, and I damn sure don't see them impeaching him. And the thing is, is the folks, the people that are calling for his, you know, whatever, ousting of, as president, um, I'm telling you right now, I don't know that Kamala is any better. Um you think Joe's a puppet? She's equally as bad, if not worse, in that sense. Um, I mean, the only differences between the two of them, I would say, would be that she's not going to be uh, as absent-minded, dementia-ridden type, you know, thing when she's uh, when she's looking you right in the eyes and and fucking you, and then and then if she goes away, who's next? Nancy. So <laughs> anyway, I don't want to really uh, focus on that. Uh, we, that'll be what we'll talk about on Wednesday, more than likely. I'm sure we'll have a lot more information over the next couple of days on that. And uh, you'll get me for 45 minutes, an hour of uh, Afghanistan bitch fest. How's that sound? What I wanted to go to go into today was <clears throat> what I feel is coming. Um, and by that, I mean the... <sighs> 
Okay, so we're in the middle or middle to the end of this pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And um, what's next? What's to come? So I started doing some research. Me and Chris were talking the other day about, uh, you know, what's going on. And uh, so I, I, without going into a long diatribe and history lesson, I'm just going to kind of give you the Cliff Notes version of what happened in history and what I feel is yet to come in our current uh, state of affairs. So many of y'all know and have heard about this ever since the COVID crap had started, you know, a year and a half ago, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, about the Spanish flu. Okay. I never really knew much about the Spanish flu. I never even had really heard about it, you know, growing up in history, you never really, you know, heard about it, but oddly enough. So it was 1918 is when, when that uh, came about. Uh, why it was called the Spanish flu, I don't know. I guess they're saying it originated in Kansas on a pig farm. So, um, And then say what you want about Corona. It was you know, made in a lab in China. It was from a bat. It was from whatever. Who, that, it's, not, it's irrelevant. It, the, the two things, the Spanish flu coming from a pig or coming from wherever, and Corona coming from China, from a lab, from a wet market, wherever, it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's inconsequential, what I'm trying to get to. My point being is this. So in 1918, you had the Spanish flu. Much like Corona, it spread through the nation, it spread through the world, and a lot of the things that we're doing now, they did then. And what I mean by that is social distancing, masks, uh, closing down uh, cities, you know, uh, I read an article where in New York back then they actually staggered businesses. So certain businesses were open certain times of the day, and they did that to call to keep the um, subways, you know, empty. Relatively speaking, compared to what they were, um, you know, they, well, oddly enough, they didn't do that now. But you know, um, but it was much of the same playbook, I guess, so to speak where they did um, a lot of things we're bitching about today as far as the mask and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> I actually couldn't find anything about vaccines. I guess they had tried different different uh, medical or, uh, you know, you're talking 100 years ago. So they did different. What they The technology they had, I guess, is a good way to say it. They did what they could do. And uh, ideally it was it was. Basically, the way it got ended was by uh, <clears throat> herd immunity, essentially. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. You know, I got, was fine. You know, I mowed today, so of course now I'm going to have a little phlegm going on here. But anyway. <laughs> so, after the Spanish flu kind of dissipated, you had the 1920s. Okay, so 1920, 21... Um, it was referred to as the Roaring Twenties. So if you ever look at clips online and you, if you just were to Google um, the Roaring Twenties, you'll see videos of, you know, the people dancing there at jazz clubs. They're, you know, they're having a great old time. And it, and it, what it, what it was, was the beginning of a, a lot of spending, a lot of spending by the government, a lot of spending by the people. 
cars were becoming more prevalent. They had jobs. Everyone, you know, the unemployment was real low. Um, the uh, a lot of people working, and with the, with the automobile and the Model T and everything, you didn't have to work in cities. People could actually move, and they could, you know, do what they had to do to get the jobs. They could drive. The spending, uh, people started using credit to buy stuff. There was new, new and different inventions. Electricity was coming more prevalent. You know, the the country was becoming electrified in the sense that you know you're getting electricity in houses and buildings and so on and so forth so people were really spending a lot of money and then they started using the uh, stock market and buying and to the point where they were actually there was people that actually the stock market was doing so well that people took out loans to buy stock in various companies um with the idea that you can't lose look at the stock market it's going crazy you can't lose um you know, so they were taking out, I don't know the dollar amounts, but, you know, back then 100 bucks was a lot of money. So, you know, they were probably taking out $100, $200, loans to buy stock in, you know, whatever companies. Um, well, what happens is, much like now, where we're spending, 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 the government is spending, spending, spending. And, and it's not even to the point where they're spending, 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 but they're giving all this money away to, to you, know, Amer- you know, to people, to everyone. We're, we're literally we're literally pissing money away, which is causing inflation. Well, the same thing happened in the 1920s. And, and it, it wasn't just an American thing. The, the Great Depression was not an American thing. I mean, much of us think of it as such, but it was a, glo- it was a global thing. And the same thing's happening, if you, if you really think about it, if you look at the history of, um, of what happened then, and what ha- what's happening now, it's eerily similar. So you had the First World War ended, and um, and shortly thereafter is when the Spanish flu kind of started. And then, like I, like I just said, so you're into the 1920s, people spending, government spending, inflation, hyperinflation. Germany <clears throat> at the time uh, went into hyperinflation, and I can't I I want to say that their money was. Essentially, the equivalent, a one U.S. dollar was worth, I think it was a million uh, Deutschmarks, whatever the German money was called back then. So you figure if you're a German and you have a million, two million, three million Deutschmarks, it seems like a lot of money to us because you're, you're throwing the word million on the backside, but it was literally three dollars in America. So... um the, the money was basically worthless. People might have had all this money, you know, paper money, because it was a situation where Germany was trying to fix itself. So what they were doing was printing money to get out of the situation. America was doing the same thing. But <clears throat> once the loans came due and once everything started coming due, uh, the housing market crashed. People stopped buying cars. People, buy, people stopped buying anything. Um... These, com- these companies that were po- constantly creating stuff for people to buy now had all this inventory and nobody was buying anything because the money was worthless. Or things cost so much that you might have had what you thought was a lot of money, but <clears throat> it really wasn't worth anything. So what happened in Germany was <laughs> the way out of it, basically, was they voted in Hitler. 
Um, and you know, the rest you, you kind of know in that, in that case, um, in America, what we did was we voted in FDR and he created the, the great new deal. Um, which ideally it worked, but essentially what it was, was they got us in, you know, Germany did its thing and you guys know as far as the Jews and on all that stuff. And for the most part, America was going to stay out of it until the, you know, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. And then they were kind of like, okay, well, we got to, we got to do what we got to do to get into this mix. The thing that worries me is there's a lot of similarities from a hundred years ago to today. If you really, if you really sit there and look, if you, if you look up the Spanish flu, how it started, where it started, how it spread, the percentages of the death rate, the <laughs> infectious rate. I mean, the numbers, obviously the numbers aren't mirrored, if, but if you look at the percentages, the percentages are quite shocking. I think the death rate was a .08, similar to what the uh, COVID numbers are. Obviously, the overall numbers are a lot different because um, the population was a lot lower back then. But um, we've talked about in the past on one of our shows, or we did a uh, a two part show about the uh, the Great Reset and the NWO and who we believe is controlling this. Like we talk about China and we talk about Biden and we talk about all these people, but they're just figureheads. They're just faces that you see. Uh, it's these are the names that you don't know are controlling this, and these are the same names that were involved back in the early 1900s. These are the same names that were involved in World War II. Hell, these were the same names that were involved in the Civil War. So you've got to, when are people going to start looking at those names and those people, the, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers? These, these are the people that are, that are controlling everything and they're you know we know Jim we or we've heard the name George Soros we don't know him it's like he's comes and hangs out but everyone knows that name you know Bill Gates you know these these are just players that are being controlled by the names you don't know and um it, it seems like they always try to do you you got to think we talked about it in one of the shows where the Rothschilds you know as the family members came out of Europe, and, and um, they were involved with the Revolution, the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, so on and so forth. And you got to ask the question, is it a situation where they do these things? Is this, you know, we talked about COVID, and we played the video of uh, Schwab, you know, <clears throat> it's time for a great reset, blah, blah, blah. Well, we, we think, okay, well, how are they going to do this? We'd say, okay, well, in 1929, when the, uh, when the uh, stock, mar stock market crashed, which a lot of people feel, or, you know, that's, whenever you talk about the Great Depression, that's your, your focus. It's, okay, in October of, uh, <laughs> I almost said 2029, in 1929, in October, you had Black Thursday, the stock market crashed because people that had bought a shit ton of stock saw the trends, and they sold. Well, when the stock market crashed, thus that 
is the what everyone will tell you if you ask just a random person on the street how you know what happened what was the great depression how did it start that a lot of them will give you that date they'll tell you it was 1929 the stock market crashed you know blah 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 well in retrospect it actually probably started more in like 1918 with the spanish flu because like i said they uh shit that's good um they uh um, sorry, I just got a thing come across on News Bull with another explosion in Kabul. So, uh, I guess we'll have to see what's going on with that. Um, you had the Spanish flu. So, it, like I said, it shut down the economy, shut down this, stay at home, wear your mask. And it, like I said, it wasn't an American thing. It was, it was across the globe. Fast, you know, and then you go into a wartime situation. So, you had um, <clears throat> the pandemic, you know, back then ended in 1920 uh, to get the economy going. They dumped all this money into whatever to try and get people doing what we're doing now. We're trying to get the economy going. We're dumping all this money into the into people's pockets to spend, 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 to try and pump the economy up. But what we're really only doing is causing inflation. Go buy a gallon of milk if you if you don't already know. Go buy, you know, anything. Go buy gas. Go buy this. Go buy that. It's just expensive because of the fact that we're printing money, printing money. You can't just, if it's not backed, it's not worth anything. The um, <clears throat> what's going to end up happening? What what the idea is? If if this is the beginning of the Great Reset, it's almost like you got to tear it down and build it up. So you start with the pandemic. So 1918, 1919, you start with the pandemic, Spanish flu. You spend, 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 which causes the stock market to crash, which causes the globe to go broke. The problem was. Or, you know, maybe maybe it was part of the plan. I don't know. You had a rise in power in uh, Germany. And then those people over there, Hitler and his, his posse there, you know, started, you know, doing the things that they did by trying to, you know, genocide, trying to rid the world of Jewish people and, and create his uh, superior race and so on and so forth. So whether he was a part of that great reset or if he was supposed to be a part of it and then he branched out on his own to try and, you know, take over the world himself, I don't know. Obviously, that never happened. But who's to say the plan wasn't for that to happen and then he got a little crazy and, you know, they had to change course and so on and so forth. And then you had, after that, you had the Cold War, which I talked about on the last show. And during that course of that time frame, you had Korea, you had China. It's always something. And I want to believe, I mean, I'm sure there's people in this, in this world that want to rule the world. There's, you know, people in China and Russia and Iran and America that want to be all of China. And they want to all be whatever. I think the majority of people, though, no matter where you live, they just want to live their life in that country they're born or wherever, whatever. But it's not about we want the whole world to be China. Or we want the whole world to be America. We want the whole we just want to live our lives. But there's other people that want to rule the world, not as an American or a Chinese or Russia or whatever. They don't want any of that. They don't, they don't want any leaders other than themselves. 
so ideally by getting rid of um money in general and you get rid of uh dollar bills and deutschmarks and chinese whatever and japanese yen and the euro and the ruble and and you get rid of that because you crash everybody's you know market and their money and just make it worthless and then you create your, your own money so i i believe and I, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if me and Chris had just talked about it, but we had talked about the the uh, European Union was basically a uh, test run for the uh, the Great Reset and the New World Order. So Europe's, you know, I, I don't know how many countries are in Europe, but whatever there is, they <clears throat> you had you know England and France and Spain and Belgium and da 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 da, Germany, Poland, whatever. And years ago, each one of those countries was its own entity, and they had their own money. And, and to go from, you know, Spain to France, you had to cross a border, and you had to go through checkpoints, kind of like going to, if, if, if any of you all have ever been to, say, Canada. If you were to fly to, say, uh, New York to Buffalo, let's just say, and then you drove into Canada, you had to go through a border, you had to go through a checkpoint, they check your ID, check your passports, blah, blah, blah. And it was the same thing. You know, going from, say, Spain to France or France to, you know, Switzerland or whatever. You just couldn't drive. It wasn't like going from Florida to Georgia or whatever. Um, but when they created the, the European Union, it became like that. So you have one whole union, even though each country was still its own entity. But it made it, you know, traveling among through Europe a lot easier, which they, some people will tell you that's part of the problem that they're having in places like France and England and stuff with terrorists, essentially, because they were able to come from, say, you know, wherever, Iran, Iraq, wherever, pass through Turkey into um, into Europe and then kind of travel through Europe. No bubbles, no troubles. Um, so my, my question is, where I'm, where I'm looking at the history of this, is this the beginning of what they tried to do 100 years ago? And it makes me it makes me wonder personally, is this one of the reasons why you 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 forget history? Obviously you forget history. I wasn't around in 1920, you know, contrary to popular opinion, I'm not that damn old. <laughs> um but for what I know of history, I don't recall ever learning about the Spanish flu. Now, I'm not saying I didn't learn about it, but obviously it didn't stick with me. There's so many other things I've remembered from school. I don't remember that. So, did they take it out of the history books? Was it not important enough? Or was it something much in the way of what they're doing nowadays by erasing history? Was it something they erased because they knew, you know, let's say I'm in, in high school you know, 30 years ago, did they say we need to erase that from history because we plan on doing that again and we can't have these fuckers remembering? <laughs> I don't know. Who's to say? It just seems like once you start researching some things and then you say, oh, wow, there was a Spain there was another influenza global, global, ah, shit, I can't even freaking talk today. Sorry. There was another global pandemic 
a hundred years, almost a hundred years to the to the year. I mean, it started in 1918. This one started in 2019. I mean, you're not damn. I mean, and then the initial, how do we fight said uh, flu? You know, whatever. The same way they're doing it. They started it now. Mass social distancing. Close this down. Close that down. Fifteen days to spread the uh, stop the spread, which were what in five hundred day hundred five hundred and fucking thirty something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you, uh, it's kind of like well, that shit that didn't work because fucking Hitler had to ruin it for everybody. Let's go ahead and wait. If we have to wait a hundred years, and so be it. By then, the people that were they couldn't do it in the forties or the fifties because. People were still alive that you know from the 20s, so they were like, "Hey, we did this 20 years ago. We can't do this." So by now, everyone that could have remembered is gone for the most part. So, and if we're not teaching it, then no one's going to know that it's something that has had occurred. I don't know. You know, I maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Don't. I know you guys are saying yeah. I know. I know. I know you guys out there saying yeah. I'm probably crazy. I have been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. And my biggest reason for doing this show about this is so, God forbid, when it happens. So let's just say if it happens, I can refer back to this. I told you also. I don't want, I'd rather be wrong on this situation because if you do your history and look up the Great Depression, um, some people argue that we've had another Great Depression, you know, back in the 70s, back in, you know, but... I don't recall, I've been alive now for 48 years, and I can never recall things being so bad that I had to stand in a soup line or a bread line or a milk line or my mom or my dad having to do that. I don't recall living living in shanty towns or tent towns. or Now, I'm not saying that there isn't people that have to do that or there's homeless people. I get it. But back in the 20s, in, or I'm sorry, the late 20s, early 30s, when all this was going down, People lost their homes. I mean, not one or two people. And, like, you live in a neighborhood now. Let's say you live in a neighborhood and there's 50 houses in that neighborhood. It would be an empty neighborhood because the bank, you can't pay your bills. And the thing is, is you can't pay your mortgage. The bank comes get your house. Well, that's all fine and dandy. I mean, yeah, that would suck. But the bank's also losing money. It's not like the bank's like, ha, 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 you know. Um, I guess the the best thing to do is if if you have the money right now. I mean, and I'm not talking a lot. I mean, if you've if you've got some money laying around, I mean, granted, you, it, I'm, when I say some money, it's got to be a, a substantial amount in the sense that where I'm going to tell you to do is a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, you know, if you have any money, you need to hold on to it. If you have any extra cash, you need to hold on to it. I say no. If you have any extra cash, you need to go buy some gold or some silver. Gold prices right now are $1,800 an ounce. Okay? Um, Silver prices are probably, I'm sure, relatively cheaper. Um, $24 an ounce. Platinum is $1,000 an ounce. And palladium is... It's real cheap, $2,400 an ounce. So my, my point being is if you have some extra money, if it's 100 bucks, if it's a couple hundred bucks, if it's 1000 bucks, if it's a couple thousand bucks, if it's whatever, I would start buying 
what you can. So like if you have an extra hundred bucks, so if you get paid and you have an extra hundred bucks, go buy a couple ounces of silver. If you have, you know, money laying around from your from the Joe Biden money, um, instead of pissing it away and buying a big screen TV, maybe go buy some silver. Maybe you buy an ounce of gold. Maybe you do whatever. Because the reason I'm saying this is because if if this happens, you um, your dollar bill ain't going to be worth shit. But that silver, where so let's say it's twenty four dollars now, it very well could be a hundred dollars an ounce, two hundred dollars an ounce. Because as the dollar, I mean, as the dollar bill becomes less worth whatever the the gold and the silver increases in value unfortunately so now also if you are to go and do these things buy physical gold and silver and what i mean by that is you'll see if you watch you know different tv stations whatever and this person's buying selling gold and this person's selling silver whatever um oh we could put in an ira we could transfer it there no buy physical gold and physical silver. You'll know the difference because depending on the company, and I'm not doing an ad for any company because there's a place in town that I can go buy, um, you know, gold and silver. No no bubbles, no troubles. And I can just put it in a safe. So, um, And the reason I say that is, and it doesn't have to be like gold bars. It don't have to be silver bars. You can get coins and whatever. I'm just, You know, gold is gold. Ounces, it doesn't matter what it is. The ounces are the same. It doesn't matter if it's in coin form or bar form or whatever. But the reason I'm saying this is if the economy crashes, that gold and silver, um, I don't know about the platinum and palladium. I don't even know how you would go about buying that. Gold and silver is easier to physically buy. Um, and, and hold on to it. If you have a safe, buy, you know, if you don't, maybe buy a safe. You know, if you, if you could come into a, a, a small amount of money, you know, couple, you know, if you could come in to say $5,000 and go buy a gun safe, if you have some guns, put them in there, buy some ammo, buy some gold or silver, whatever, and just hold on to this stuff. Because worst case scenario, I'm wrong. Worst case scenario, I'm wrong and nothing happens. Well, you still have the silver and gold. It's still worth money. You could still turn around and sell it or you start a little bit of retirement fund. You know, whatever. But if I'm right and shit goes in, in the hole and you buy, say, $2,000 worth of silver today, well, if what I say, what I believe could happen happens, that $2,000 worth of silver could be worth $10,000. And while everyone else is standing in a bread line or a soup line, you've got you've got some money. So, and like I said, but please buy physical gold or silver if that's what you're going to do. I'm not sitting here. I'm not doing an ad for any company because I, I, there's wherever you live, you surely have a shop in your town that sells silver or gold. And I'm not saying go into the pawn shop and buy a gold necklace. <laughs> surely there's a coin store in your town that's a legitimate coin store you can go and buy gold and silver in those places um my advice to you is if you do that know the price of gold or silver before you go in there that way if they try to upsell you you can hold them to task so that's just my little my little rant for today um 
where I feel like we're going is into a great this we are literally writing a story that has already been told and it was a hundred years ago. And if I'm right, we're so we're in twenty one right now. So let's say if it's if the flu was in nineteen eighteen, this time around it was in twenty nineteen. Um so just add a year. So what we're might be looking at is possibly I mean, if if you go based on history, you're talking uh, a 10-year gap between the end of the Spanish flu and the stock market crash, which kind of catapulted us into the Great Depression. Um, I don't believe they'll wait 10 years. So we're already, we got, you know, obviously we're still dealing with this COVID shit, but, you know, Lord Fauci told us, I don't know if anyone caught this, but, uh, oh, it's going to be over by spring of next year. How the fuck you know that is beyond me, but whatever. So let's assume he's right. So spring of 22, we're done. COVID's in the history books, and we're living our lives. In the meantime, we've already printed a shit ton of money and gave a shit ton of money out. So we've already kind of started that ball rolling. So I would say you're probably looking at 20, 20 25 to 27 is is the date range. Um, granted, that's you know a possible four to seven years, four to six years from now. Um, I could be long gone from this earth by then. Um, but don't say I didn't warn you ahead of time right now, right now, if you have a hundred dollars, go buy four ounces of silver, go to your local coin store and just go in there and say, I want to buy four ounces of silver. If you have more than that, buy more. If you can spare it, do it. Because I'm telling you, you're, if you're just going to piss that money away on other shit, you might as well go ahead and secure your future. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it there, guys. Uh, that's really all I have to say. I'm getting information coming across uh, my phone right now about Kabul. And obviously, I'm, I'm, we're all pissed off at this fucking dipshit of a president. And the fact that... Uh, another thing, not to get off on a tangent, but if you fly a flag in your yard, please put it at half staff if you haven't already done so. Uh, obviously our president doesn't care enough to, uh, to announce that, but we shouldn't wait on his direction to do that in honor of these fallen soldiers. And on the next show, we will get into more of that shit. Obviously there was another explosion. I don't know who, what, when I do, I did see where, uh, they had a drone strike. Uh, I want to get more information on that. I got some clips from, uh, Oliver North, he was on the Jesse Waters show this weekend. Uh, very interesting take that he has on everything, so I want to play that for you guys. And uh, Wednesday will probably be a little bit longer show, um, but uh, I want to make sure it's a nice, good, hard-hitting, piss-you-off show. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I know I just was trying to pimp silver and, and gold for you, but don't forget about our sponsors. Uh smoothmyballs.com backslash dtom you get 20% off check them out uh and I, I know I just told you to buy silver and gold but you know if you have some extra money buy a new race or two <laughs> so all right guys I'm gonna go ahead and uh, bid you a fair ado and what I would like for you to do don't forget uh to check us out on social media don't forget to uh like and share this content. Tell your friends. If you're if you're listening to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, go ahead and like and share on that. Um, and leave us a comment. Give us a good rating. Um, 
But, I mean, most importantly, let's share this. If you're on, no matter what platform you're listening to us on, if you're on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Podbeam, or uh, iHeart, each one of those apps have a share. You can share it to Facebook, share it to your friends, text message them, whatever the case may be. Um, and like I said, go on social media. We're on Facebook and um, Instagram at Don't Tread on America and on Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. Check us out on those for goofy shit and some stupid memes. And and if you guys want to comment on the show or um, ask any questions or give any, give any suggestions or tell us to fuck off, then by all means, please do so. And uh, just leave all your information there so I can uh, cuss you back. No, I'm joking. But, um, so on that note... Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Woo! All right, guys. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a great day.